walked into the lion's den with one single message on behalf of our entire movement. I will never surrender our mission to save America, says Donald J. Trump. Political analyst and commentator Michael Johns discusses the Georgia indictment and the GOP debate. And then Congressman Jim Jordan and House Republicans launch an investigation into Fulton County DA after the Trump indictment. Congressman Zach Nunn weighs in on that story, along with the latest on the Wagner Group and Russia, and his own legislative efforts to halt China's abuse of American shell companies. And finally, the Fed hints at another rate hike on top of the 11 rate hikes since March 22. Well, home buying and car buying, along with inflation, are hitting consumers and families in serious ways. Economist Harry Dent says the Feds have overplayed their hand and the end result will not be pretty. It's all next on Viewpoint This Sunday. the bias, the lies and deceit, and bring forth real talk from real people about real news, providing the out loud truth and capturing the essence of a new generation all in a fast-paced hour. This is Viewpoint This Sunday. Welcome to the weekend news magazine, Viewpoint This Sunday. It is Malcolm out loud here. Well, there are now four different uh, prosecutions uh, brought, well, and let's just go through them real fast. One brought by the Justice Department, the Manhattan uh, District Attorney's Office, bragged there. Uh, of course, the latest with the Fulton County District Attorney's Office in Georgia. Unprecedented, the first one was, that's for sure, historical, they said. Uh, the fourth time now, we're in the lunacy stage is where we're at now. But that's the way it goes, my fellow Americans. Welcome into the broadcast. Privilege to have you here on Sunday. Get started. A lot to cover in the next hour for you, for sure. Going to start with Michael Johns is here joining us on the broadcast. A privilege to have him here. He's uh, just a marvelous, one of the best, I think, analysts, commentators, activists. He's uh, a conservative policy expert, really. Uh, he's a White House presidential speechwriter, in fact, and a uh, Heritage Foundation policy expert. Th- these were previous now. Obviously, he wouldn't be writing for the current White House. He'd have rocks in his head if he did. Uh, and anyways, Michael, welcome to the broadcast. <laughs> hey, it's great to be back with you, Malcolm. Hope you've been doing I, well. I, I am. I have to say that about you know when I say the White House. Well, which one are we talking about anyways? We're not talking about this one. All right. Good to have you here. Yeah, Let's start no. now. Uh, I want to read you this, uh, well, this personal note uh, from uh, President Donald J. Trump. I want to read to our listeners and yourself. And this is very interesting. He, This is the one thing he decided to re-engage with Twitter or X. Uh, and it's this. He says, at the notoriously violent jail in Fulton County, Georgia, I was arrested despite having committed no crime. The American people know what's going on. What has taken place is a travesty of justice and election interference. The left wants to intimidate you out of voting for a political outsider who puts the American people first. But I walked into the lion's den with one simple message on behalf of our entire movement. 
I will never surrender our mission to save America. Mm, wow. Wow. Yeah. Just, just that let that resonate a, uh, with you, right? <laughs> it does. And and not surprisingly, because, mm. you know, when I looked around uh, in uh, June of 2015, knowing, you know, the evolution that politics in this country had, had taken and, and, and particularly how the left and the Democrat Party had moved into this new phase of um, this a Marxist really takeover, toxic toxic aggressive yeah. uh tactics that were almost limitless as, as it looked to me i knew the job was something that would take a special man and he is a special man i mean to be able yeah. Yeah. to hold up under this magnitude yeah. of governmental persecution these are all baseless charges mm-hmm. uh is a tribute to his personality oh it's uh, crazy it's crazy attributes of leadership and yep. that is one of the reasons i think that um the american people you know i think we i sort of saw that and i think the american people came around to, to seeing it and now more than ever they see it. trump is today more popular <laughs> than at any point since june 16th 2015 yeah. When he announced the oh yeah no i told listeners this past week uh, i don't know of any other human being could uh, such uh, endure this sort of uh, uh incoming missiles on his being but man this man has stood the test of time obviously we're living in historical times here michael now oh, yeah i, w- I want to talk about this da uh fani or or as i yeah. affect- or as i <laughs> well, affect- just to start with the fact that, that fulton, fulton county da uh, is not empowered to be bringing charges against federal uh, <laughs> official part of the president of the United States. I mean, it's the very jurisdiction of it. And then, of course, her, um, you know, approach to it, which was clearly designed to, uh, and it's backfired to uh, have optics yeah. that uh, were going to look bad for Trump. It actually turned out to look good. I believe, well, I'm going to make a prediction with you right now, okay. that... Um, that indictment uh, photograph of him will be more iconic uh, and it will endure four centuries and it will have meaning. It sort of replaces that John Lennon New York City T-shirt uh, photo that you used to always see or or any of the modern, you know, really historical photos. And he was aware of it. You could tell. I mean, he'd be well, let me on. let me go there now. Let me go there with you here. Now that you mentioned the photo here. Hold on a moment here now. All right. So now they're fundraising off the photo to your point, Michael. OK, they're fundraising off of it. They're predicting is what you just said is accurate. It's going to become an instant American political artifact. Totally, totally. Trump is selling shirts, coffee mugs, and koozies with his mug shot. So here's the question I have for you. Is he rubbing their faces in it? Was this just no, he's fodder? Doing hold what on, he hold on. Was do. it just fodder for the critics, or is yeah, he a marketing yeah. genius? We, uh, I have a, you know, a confession. I know you'll basically agree with this, but a perfect system of government has never existed in the history of man. We had the closest thing to it, hmm. but we were warned by our founders of, of, you know, the cracks that could develop and that ultimately it was the citizens alone that were the, uh, the, the barriers to totalitarianism and, and uh, autocracy. Uh, the law itself, you know, is only helpful in a, in a moral and structured ethical society. Um, so two things to your point right which you're right on target with that have changed number one is that we have changed the agenda right i think we smoked out the unit party we saw that for for decades these republicans 
that we felt were going to you know advance various conservative policy ideas were not sufficiently serious about it and were probably uh, complicit, you know, really in, um, in misrepresenting their intention to do that. And we also have seen a broad range of issues from China to the border uh, to the forgotten man and woman and the plight of the middle class in this country. And now I believe even a compromised uh, federal government and every major institution right. in the country okay. that right. is, you know, the whole different world. All right. Let me ask you this now, please. Uh, is that all right? The Fanny or uh, it's Fanny Willis, but I call her Fanny yeah. because she's a big ass. But let me keep going here. Uh, so she's proposing. You always have to go with that personal attack. <laughs> yeah, sorry, buddy. I'm sorry, but I just call it as I see it here. All right. Listen, she proposed March 4th, 2024 is the start date for this thing. And then, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, hold on. Hold on. Now, Kenneth Cheesebro uh, asked for a speedy trial. I mean, I don't know what his deal is. And the judge granted it the georgia just granted it on thursday yeah. now she's suggesting to do it in october 23 for everybody because she wants to create a, a, a bingham barley bailey circus out of this thing here what happens with this thing does it get in front uh, of jack smith or does it get pushed back later? firstly the, the deadline structures are are you know if you have any familiarity with the complexity of a racketeering case and one that involves you know an allegation of of 18 co-defendants who are each one of them going to have their own rights of discovery, their own rights uh, to put on a defense. It's an, it's an outrageously uh, expedited um, date. And and I think that, uh, you know, the, the, the case for uh, addressing that is there. Uh, I also think this needs to be moved to federal court ASAP. I mean, it just does, doesn't, doesn't belong, you know, in, in, a, right. in a county court. Right. And then there's no crime here, and there's no crime in the other three uh, charges as well. Uh, you and I actually, if you go back and look at, at, the, at the podcasts we did together in 2020, 2021, mm -hmm. uh, addressed mm -hmm. the specifics here. And that was that there was a vast amount of irregularity and fraud in Georgia Trump got on the phone with Raffelsberger, who was then, you know, the uh, sec Secretary of State right. of Georgia, and said, you know, all I need are these, you know, slightly less than twelve thousand votes. It, it was his way of instructing the Georgia Secretary of State that he did not need every one of these uh, wrongful votes addressed and investigated. He was trying to you know, define a more limited and easier conducted uh, investigation that ultimately neither Kemp nor Roethlisberger took seriously or did, which is all other other matter. But there is simply no crime here. And there is if if the idea of questioning um, election integrity or a federal crime, uh, you got you go 1968. 2000, 2004, 2016, you know, Democrats would be guilty. I mean, it's one of those cycles. They've done yeah. uh, what Trump's done and more. Okay. Well, about every election in our history has been questioned one side to the other. I mean, let's face it, it's a pretty much an American tradition. Uh, so nothing unusual there at all. But again, this is a complete takedown of, of a man who has pushed against an establishment, a deep state system, 
Oh, and, Stacey uh, Abrams even conceded that exactly, she exactly. No, <laughs> she has not. No, she has not. No, this is the answer. And I bought that up the other day by chance. You know, you're exactly right. All right, let me ask you this now. Let, let's give listeners. There's a lot more to talk with you on. I, w- I want to ask you. All right, these indictments right now. We got four of them. It is in the lunacy stage, to be sure. Uh, so, all right, here's this is important. I, I definitely want to get your perspective here on this right now. As far as I see, Michael. It's a race who gets to the White House first. Let me explain, please, what I mean. A conviction or Donald Trump? Because if Donald Trump gets there first, he can pardon these things. Uh, Separate from Georgia, the state, he cannot. Put that aside, but the others he can. Um, And so the question is, it is a race to get to the White House. What do you see in your crystal ball between now and 2024? Do any of these get heard? And could there be the potential? Because they've thrown so much against the wall right now. Some of these uh, charges could get in under a wire somewhere. You know full well that could happen. Right. Well, he's getting entitled to jury trials, jury selection, discovery. Um, these are, well, there's no crime involved here. They're immensely complicated um, indictments involving many, many people, uh, which makes it more complex than a traditional uh, criminal trial might be. So I, 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 you know, I think what you're, what we're, we're dealing with is ultimately like, how is that going to play out in these courts? And to, and to date, you have to say, with the exception perhaps of the Marlago raid and the, the, uh, conf- and the uh, classified records case, where I think we got a judge who's pretty reasonable. Um, these judges have done have been have been prone to do really outrageous things, and they do have, uh, you know, kind of I think a undue amount of power placed in them on the timing of these and also on what can and cannot be admitted. One thing to keep clearly in mind, Malcolm, is that when we think of criminal charges, I mean, everybody, oh, my God, that couldn't be worse. But think about two constructive things that are happening here that and that can come out of this if you want to look at you know lemonade out of these lemons number one is the obvious that you're that everyone in the country is now aware of is that they're seeing through this the american people clearly see that this is lawfare of what you know the use of law as a political weapon the idea of a sitting president uh having his primary political foe arrested is the very definition of what happens in, tyrann- in the most tyrannical countries in the history of man. Uh, we never envisioned it would happen here, but it did. And the American people also see in these four cases, while they may not study every minutia or piece of detail, that there is no criminal statute that was ag- aggressively violated. Trump did not benefit in any particular way, really, in any of these cases. And it is an issue of a handful of federal and uh, uh, county-based prosecutors right. whose partisan designs are really no secret to anyone. They've made it clear how they feel about right. it. Right, right. All right. I'm thinking that part of the strategy here, as I hinted to a moment ago here, is they've thrown so much against the wall in all these indictments, hoping that some of these charges will get through and stick because their their only objective here is to keep him out of the White House and tie him up. And that's it's a full prong approach right now to get him out of this thing. I mean, obviously, he's a threat to the entire system. So back to what I asked there about between now and 2024, 
there's a good shot if some of these, if one or two of these things get heard before then, some of these charges could come through. You're right. You're basing on a judge and juries to make decisions that could go either way in many cases. So first of all, you don't think he's going to be successful with stopping this off until after the 2024 election. Do you? Yes or no? You think? I believe that that will be, that's got to be, you know, an assertive part of the, the uh, request. The DOJ has been at traditionally had guidelines where there is sort of a, a limitation up to an electoral season on which you could not, you know, bring those charges because it would be seen as election interference. This is the election. The election interference that Trump's being charged of, he's actually been victimized by these. This is the election interference. Exactly. Yeah. And it is an implicit in all of it is a concession by Biden and the powers that run Biden, that he has absolutely no chance in a head-to-head race against this uh, president. And what's, I think, most encouraging, and, and I mentioned the mugshot for that very reason, um, is because it's emblematic of this broader theme, which is new in American politics, was that every time that they try to rub his face in it, the American people are seeing it more and more clearly. All right, I want to turn to talk to you about the debate a little bit, the GOB debate and Trump's uh, interview. The vice president well. debate? Uh, well, could be, could be. And Trump's uh, conversation with Tucker as well. Uh, be, be, hold on. Before I do that, one second here. I just want to backpedal on one quick thing here. That opening uh, sequence I read to you with the personal note from uh, Donald J. Trump, which he put out on Twitter to re-engage that account for the right. first time since he was thrown off of it. Here's what I want to ask you. Interestingly enough, I discovered uh, this morning, Elon Musk retweeted that post on August 24th with two words. And I wonder what you think he's talking about. What, take a guess from me. He said, next level. He retweeted Trump's post on Twitter with the word next level. What do you make of that, please? What do you think he means? Well, interestingly, he, too, is now being victimized by many of these uh, politicized sentiments and being charged with discriminatory hiring practices, outrageously be alleging that he did not properly consider refugees and <laughs> immigrants for these rocket science positions. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, here's a guy who, you know, is a South African, but... Um, and he's new. Let me be honest. He's new to politics. He's sort of a kid, you know, getting uh, exposed to it the first time. But he's an immensely bright man. He's the, he's the Edison of our generation, and yeah. he is clearly seeing the uh, magnitude of infiltration of these ominous and, and uh, ultimately evil forces that are going to they're seeking to sacrifice American liberty uh, for the. Uh, for personal political, so you think power this is an encouraging thing when he says next level. You, you see, I, the, I think, yeah. it, I think it, his messaging, uh, to the extent it matters, I don't know how much it does, it might not matter at all, but I think he is coming around. I, I don't think he's really ever a big Trump fan, right. uh, I don't right. think he was all that politically educated, but I think he is coming around now to both appreciating, uh, what many of us know about Trump yeah. and also seeing the victimization okay. that, he, right. that he's experiencing. I agree. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it makes sense what you're saying. All right, let's talk about the debate here, uh, as you suggest for the VP, uh, if even that. I'm not sure even that will apply right now, <laughs> uh, frankly. What what was the, uh, you know, you had Nikki Haley, you had this uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy mm -hmm. there, you had, uh, of course, Chris Christie on the back end, the caboose. 
Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he had all of this, and Tim Scott was quiet, of course, very soft spoken. What, what what was the final analysis of just those few? Not not everybody, just those few folks. What did you get out of it? I think it reinforced the suspicion that all of us have that they are, <laughs> at, you know, many, most of them are admirable people. Most of them have done decent jobs in the positions they've held, but uh, they are not not ready for this position at this point. I think that came through crystal clear. Uh, and, and if you ask me, well, who? help themselves. I don't think anyone, I mean, ultimately the winner of the debate was the non-participant in Trump uh, and the genius of preempting that by 10 minutes with Tucker. But, you know, uh, Ramaswamy uh, clearly, I think if you're looking at it objectively, you get a sense of how, that he is an intelligent man and that he has thought these issues through, that he's run, he's not running for ego purposes or financial gain. He has all that. Um, he's got, you know, passionate views and I respect that. And then there's a lot of things I didn't respect. I mean, I, I, I really, we made a, so much pro- work and so much effort that's gone into the pro-life movement in this country. I didn't like Nikki Haley's uh, basically undermining that. I, I think she overstates her foreign policy experience, frankly. Um, th- that what is her foreign policy experience? She had no foreign policy experience before Trump was elected president and then served, I think, a year at the UN where I'm going to tell you factually her job was to do what she was told by the trump white house oh, and yeah. to vote the way she was told yeah. it wasn't like she was an architect of trump foreign policy yeah. we could talk a whole lot say. more about nikki haley next time around but i'll tell you uh, what christy is angry christy is angry oh personalizing wow. he's just wow. he's simply personalizing this he he you know he ended up just leaving new, new jersey i had a lot of hope for him at the very beginning sure. and, and and we don't have time going into but personal yeah. Uh, yeah. stuff i can share with you but he yeah. you know he left with just a horrible uh, um yeah. Yeah. level of support yeah. in new jersey yeah. in a state that, that really has had it with liberalism i mean it's like ideal for a republican but he was not resonating and you know what's the basis i mean basically he was passed over i guess and he's he's angered over that and i got a moment left i want to ask you this here uh this was you're going to laugh at this here but real quickly i want to get this in the wire here uh so cnn had a headline fox news gop debate averages 12.8 million viewers without trump indicating strong interest in rest of the republican field Fox News declares DeSantis catching up to Trump in Iowa by citing poll done by DeSantis. Hold on. That that is what the headline is. But that was, as the Liberty Daily pointed out, by citing poll done by the DeSantis campaign. What do you make of all of that? The the you internal know, the, camp internal camp internal polling strange. has no broad external credibility. Anyone who's worked in this profession, even at a local like small mayor level knows that to be true. They leak these stuff because they're desperate. And DeSantis is desperate. He's poor and he's more, more than any of these candidates. And maybe almost as much of them all combined right. put a lot of, there's been a lot of big pack money. He is a pack created entity and he's just not delivered. In fact, the more people see in them, the more they're kind uh, of. Well, hold on. I like what you just said. Are you, you're saying too, that the establishment seems to like Ron DeSantis. Yes or no? Oh, yeah. The, 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 okay. His whole candidacy is okay. rooted in the fact that right. he has this base of support in um, the the big back world. What do you think about him, DeSantis, and Chris Christie on a ticket? How would that go? Don't answer that. No. <laughs> uh, look, it, it's, you know, uh, it's just sort of like, in, but even more so when we looked at 1980, how it just had to be Reagan uh, or, or, you know, no nothing else would do. Yeah. And, and I just 
can't, I mean, can you envision any one of these individuals dealing with the magnitude of oh heat of this oh job and, no. and uh, draining the swamp, which is an enormous yeah. undertaking. It, frankly, let's be honest. I mean, in, fair, in fairness, didn't happen. In the first yeah. Yeah. All right. Michael Johns, we got a lot more to talk about ahead, but it's just an absolute privilege to get you in Good here. To I got to tell you, man, it really is. And up next, uh, Congressman Zach Nunn joins me for a couple of reasons here. First of all, I've got the Wagner Group and Prigozhin and what happened there in Russia, which he has uh, some information on to share with us there. And also, he's got uh, legislation, bipartisan, he's putting about China's influence in America. These are all these shell companies they're setting up. And of course, buying all the farmland and all that, that he's in the front of that. That's another big story. And I want to get his opinion also on the uh, uh, investigation Jim Jordan just put out there uh, for this Trump indictment with um, uh, Fannie Willis, uh, affectionately. Huh? Yeah, for real. Huh. All right, friends. Uh, well, listen, it is AmericaOutloud.news now. Let's not forget that. That is the change that happened oh, about four, five, six weeks ago. Uh, we'd been preparing for this for about six, eight months, and our tech team changed it over uh, efficiently, and that is the place now. Uh, you'll still get there with the .com, but we want news in our name and with what we do out there. It's all back there. We are working hard, uh, i got to tell you, for liberty and justice for all first in class on the network. Please help us by sharing the out loud truth. It doesn't do any good to keep it quiet. Let's get it out there from sea to shine and sea, man. We got a fight ahead here. Okay, let's move it along here. Stay right there, friends. More Viewpoint in just a moment. The America Out Loud talk radio app is on Android or Apple. It's the perfect way to listen in to the new generation of talk shows and hosts who are ready to inform and inspire. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced. These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to AmericaOutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Welcome back to Viewpoint this Sunday. And it is Malcolm Outlaw here and uh, a lot of other big news in the world. I want to jump right into this uh, big deal going on in Russia with the Wagner Group and Prigozhin. I want to start there with Congressman Zach Nunn joins me. And he is uh, he serves the uh, uh, third uh, congressional district in the terrific state of Iowa. Uh, Congressman Nunn is uh, also a lieutenant colonel with the U.S. Air Force and a former state uh, senator as well in Iowa. Uh, it's been a bit here. Uh, Congressman, good to talk to you this morning. Malcolm, it's always a privilege to talk to you, to talk to your listeners. And you're absolutely right. There's a lot going on in the world right now. 
both in Washington and around the globe. So yeah. happy Let's to be start. on and appreciate it. All right, good. Let's start on the globe here. And I want to get your thoughts on. Uh, all right. So there's news we, we've covered here during the week uh, with Russia and the Wagner group here with Putin. Uh, I- initially, it was thought there was some uh, surface air missiles. Now they're saying, no, it was just an explosion on the plane. But this is significant because it not only took out Prigozhin, but it took out uh, quite a few others uh, at the lead uh, positions in this Wagner group, uh, which sort of changes things a little bit. Many believe this was Putin's way to get rid of, you know, some enemies, of course, which seems to be their history. Um, What sort of an impact will this have and uh, what happened, you think? Yeah, well, first, um, you know, I've done counterintelligence operations after I left uh, the active duty military and switched over to the intelligence agencies out of St. Petersburg and other areas. This is very much the Russian uh, model of addressing direct threats. And we know that Prigozhin and the Wagner group both uh, were running a far more efficient operation in Ukraine than what the Russian Ministry of Defense was doing, came under a lot of scrutiny. Um, Putin himself uh, first praised Wagner group and then ultimately identified them as a threat. Wagner Group led a short-lived, but uh, at least in the near-term, successful attempt to rebel against Putin, took a number of towns in Russia. Uh, and then there was a truce called. And obviously, Prigozhin goes back and uh, hangs out in Belarus, where he is then invited last week to come back to Russia, it sounds like, a group of 10. And as you note, Malcolm, this is not just Prigozhin, but it's also the leadership team. Effectively, Putin's, if we are to believe, and I think it is, the most likely scenario that Putin has cut off the head of the snake that was a biggest threat to him. This leaves Wagner Group leaderless, uh, certainly in Russia. Uh, They will have autonomous operations they've carried out in Africa for quite some time in the Middle East. Those operations appear to continue as operated with remote commanders. But this is is taking out the biggest, um, you know, direct threat to Putin himself inside of Russia. And everyone else we've seen that's been a similar threat is either imprisoned, has been poisoned with military-grade poison, um, or is in a long-term prison camp in the remote area of Siberia. Yeah, so effectively, yeah. Ru- Russia is stronger. Yeah, yeah. You you know, you, you bring up this interesting point where they were invited back in for something. It sounds to me like, uh, uh, let me stay globally before we bring it back to Congress and uh, domestic. Here. I want to talk to you about... Uh, Earlier this month, actually, in August, I believe it was, uh, you introduced a bipartisan legislation to uh, kind of interest and halt China's abuse of American shell companies. Uh, And this was to crack down on the shell companies that are really running wild and they're operating the the CCP, the Communist Party. And this is part of our uh, crux of a problem nobody really talks about, uh, Congressman. And uh, anyways, uh, what does this look like? Uh, Tell us what what uh, what this means to folks, please. Well, Malcolm, you know, I'm from a farm state here in Iowa, and we uh, moved aggressively when I was in the state Senate to prevent the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, from buying up farmland in my home state. Unfortunately, we have seen China move aggressively in this space to buy up land uh, near, you know, farmland, but also near military facilities. They bought up real estate properties. They're buying up smaller companies. And now they have been called out um, both by Congress and, uh, you know, by President Trump when he was in there. But now they're using a series of shell companies in violation of CFIUS, which is our federal restriction, meaning you have to register. And if you're a U.S. company, you've got to declare everything. But there's a um, 
you know, a loophole here. If you're a foreign company and you don't have, let's say, a tax identification number, you can just check, don't have access to that information, and you're not required to report any of that. The reality is China has been using this loophole specifically to build a cadre of shell companies here in the United States to acquire critical things, things like key manufacturing, things like farmland, things like buying some subsidiaries in the United States that are part of our you know, overall infrastructure. This becomes very dangerous because now you have a hidden in plain sight company that is being operated directly accountable to the Chinese Communist Party and the information and the wherewithal that they have goes directly back to Beijing. So this is our first step in really tightening the noose around China's attempt to enter into the United States market, not just with, as we've highlighted, Malcolm, not just with surveillance balloons and uh, the obvious things, but with really, you know, clandestine operations aimed at undermining the U.S. economy. Yeah, you know, the gravity of them buying up farmland all over the country, and you're kind of a perfect one to take the shine, probably being from, as you say, uh, one of the greatest farming areas there in Iowa. I mean, but it's happening. I mean, it's all over California. It's all over the country they're doing this. And I'm shocked. I think Americans would be shocked to know how much progress they've made in this because they've been doing this for some time now, sometimes uh, covertly. Now we're sort of onto it a little bit, but why why is this taking so long for Congress to act? And why is why is it so late now in the game for us to be, you know, for you to even get to this point? I fully agree. This is something that has been in plain sight for a long time. I think right. that, you know, manufacturers wanted the easy money that was coming out of Asia. And, you know, the U.S. government, both Republicans and Democrats, were happy to have their head in the sand on this issue. They were... They thought that, you know, by bringing China in, maybe they would change their behavior. We've clearly seen that is not the case. And now we have a situation where the Chinese government has more, you know, expendable dollars on hand than the U.S. economy does to make investments. And they're making a priority to come after U.S. interests. The farmland issue is very specific, where Chinese entities will offer cash in hand to farmers who are looking to sell. And it's very difficult as a young farmer to be able to go out and get a loan for 30 years and try and buy, you know, 5,000 acres when you have an overseas entity and a shell company who shows up with cash in hand at market day and offers to buy it. That becomes very dangerous uh, for medium and small farmers, but also destabilizes our agricultural process here in the United States. Yeah. Replicate that for everything from industry to real estate. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, perfectly said. And not only that, but if the Fed keeps raising the rates as they just uh, hinted to again, uh, no one's going to be able to be able to buy a fork and a spoon, uh, Congressman, uh, let alone. That's yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> Malcolm, uh, you're absolutely right. Inflation and interest will be the two things that kill the American economy. Well, and it seems like they're bent on that. In fact, after this, I have an economist coming on talking about exactly this point, and I'm infuriated with even the mention of this with uh, Jerome Powell. And uh, it seems like they want us to spiral out of control. I, I get a weird feeling about this. Any quick comment on that, you two, or what? Yeah, so, so I also serve on the House Financial Services Committee as well as the China Commission. And the area we have seen here is that this is no longer the conversation we had in the last election that, you know, gas is too high, it's going to hit $4 and groceries are too expensive. We now have people who can't afford, you know, the rent just to stay in their homes because inflation has gone faster than their job increase. The rate of interest is now so high, the highest in nearly 40 years, that we're at a point where, you know, just buying that first car 
is now impossible for people. Uh, being able to buy that first time home, this is impacting middle class, hardworking families who just want a better life, but they're locked into the house that they have or they're locked out of the house that they want. Um, so we have this, you know, stagnation that happens. And as a result, you're going to see a real downturn in the economy, both on the real estate side, but then on the wage and growth side. Um, and that we already have a shortage of employees as it is. It's not like a small business on Main Street, Iowa can just start paying more for folks. Yeah, no, this is very dangerous territory we're going into. And, uh, you know, economists have been predicting some real tough times ahead, but it almost looks like they're guaranteeing it right now, which is really strange. And you don't normally see that before an election either. The political party in power hardly ever makes these kinds of moves. It leaves me with a very uncomfortable pit in my uh, in my stomach, to be quite frank with you, Congressman, because it, this is not a normal move you would have the, a party in power make. Do you know what I'm saying? Malcolm, I fully agree with you. And here's my concern is that the Biden administration has identified, you know, through Bidenomics, they're trying to put lipstick <laughs> on a pig here. They're trying to let everybody know in their mind the economy is getting better. The reality is, is the bulk of the, you know, progressive Democratic class is a wealthy group of folks who are living in a reality very different from the one you and I live in, in a working class community. And for them, it's not pinched. But for everybody else, it is crushing. What will happen here, and I'm very concerned about this, is that they're going to try and push through another massive government spending to basically juice the economy right before the election. But wow. as a House Republican conservative, I don't see that not only not happening, but people are talking about being prepared to shut down the government to ensure that the Senate and the presidency don't force more debt on the American people yeah. going forward. Yeah. The short term gain will be long term pain. Yeah, yeah. You bring up a really good point. And I, I do see that as, and I'm glad you said what you said, but I do see that as a very strong possibility that we may very well see. And I, I would not be surprised for a second here. This may be the moment now where there is a complete shutdown. You've got to starve this beast early in the process. Otherwise, we're going to continue to do what both historic Republicans and Democrats have been guilty of. And that's not a reason that I, as a military guy, came to Congress. If we don't start drawing a line, we're, we're done as, as a country. I mean, there, there's that's right. There's really no more room here. I mean, our, our sovereignty is already at great risk and our country is everybody knows it. I mean, all right, let me uh, stay domestically here. Now, I want to talk to you about um so Congressman Jim Jordan uh, is uh, just launched an investigation into a Fulton County D.A. after this Trump indictment. Uh, and this is the D.A. Uh, uh, Fannie Willis here. And, uh, the, you know, just to see where all the tea leaves are on this, this was quite uh, quite something. We talked about it up front of the broadcast, but you you and I have talked plenty over the years about, uh, the you know, these uh, kind of political games in regards to what they've been doing with Trump. But uh What's your insight into this uh, possible, uh, well, first of all, this investigation he definitely has launched, uh, Jim Jordan. Uh, is there merit here to this? And uh, what do you think about this uh, indictment? Well, first, a salute to Jim Jordan, who is double chairing. He is chair of both the Judiciary Committee and the uh, Select Committee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government. This is completely in his purview, but it's also in his knowledge base. He has been looking at these challenges, particularly what I would call a deep state situation of folks who are operating, regardless of who's elected, they are on a mission. And unfortunately, we have a lot of very good frontline FBI agents and, you know, local prosecutors under the DOJ who have done their job admirably. 
But at the top of the food chain, we have folks there who are systemically appropriating, in my opinion, a two-tiered system of justice. One that really gets to the point, and the American people, whether you're Republican or Democrat, and certainly if you're independent, you feel that this now becomes a challenge. And what Jim Jordan has done has shown a bright light on where they have decided to go absolutely full-out prosecutorial style on folks. In this case, you know, a number of prosecutors after President Trump, but then have intentionally turned a blind eye or even gone so far as to, you know, find um, a agreement or a plea deal with other folks that even the courts have said, this is inappropriate. You need to go back and you need to hold these folks accountable. And that to every American is something that should be concerning because if they could do it to someone who, you know, is the president of the United States, they certainly could do it to any one of us who are, you know, everyday citizens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we all have a pretty good sense of that at this point. Uh, uh, Congressman Zach Nunn, um, Godspeed ahead here as you uh, bring this Congress forward and we come into a vital, critical election season here. Uh, thank you for all the work you're doing here on the front lines and for joining us here on Viewpoint this Sunday, sir. Malcolm, it's an absolute privilege. Thanks for all you do and to your listeners for being engaged in this process. This is what keeps America great. And this is what keeps our electorate involved in leading the country. You're our bosses. Let's continue to work for you. Amen to that. Uh, thank you, uh, Congressman Zach Nunn. Uh, you know, he's a, he, it's really he's one of the new incoming voices in Congress that are so vital and so important, friends, uh, to the uh, prosperity of our nation. And so we, we give Congressman Zach Nunn uh, full uh, credit here to uh, move forward in this. Now listen, before we move forward in the program, we've got an economist coming up next uh, talking about what I was just talking about the congressman with, uh, but a whole lot more about this economy and the Fed making these statements. Don't forget to visit AmericaOutloud.shop. Uh, it is the newest place where we have all those great products we talk about on talk radio and you can engage in some of the best discounts and they're all negotiated in advance for our listeners and our readers. So check that out, uh, americaoutloud.shop, especially for you folks who are suffering with vaccine injuries and long COVID, that sort of thing, or just want to get your health back. That's the place to go. Uh, okay, stay right there, friends. More Viewpoint in just a moment. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Welcome back to Viewpoint this Sunday. It is Malcolm Out Loud here and 
You know, I'll tell you in full confession, I was pretty shocked to see uh, uh, Powell come out and talk about a potential other, I mean, well, he, he was, I don't know if he was toying with us or not, but talk about another federal rate hike of some sort. Uh, we've had a series of, we're on a streak of about 11 of them since March, 2022. Uh, this thing is tipping over to the other side. Clearly people can't afford to do anything, buy a house, a car or anything else at this point because the interest yeah. is incredibly high. No, this is a, a you know national suicide or what happens? Let's uh, find out here and uh, talk to um, the economist, forecaster, and New York Times bestselling author. He Harry Dent is with me. Harry, I have to say, I started to see these headlines and frankly was shocked that there's even a hint of it. Uh, they he's been trying to be pushed lately to start reversing this trend of all these hikes. What what are they trying to do here? I mean, what cut our wrist? What? Well, you know what, Malcolm, the problem is they're trying to do something they shouldn't be damned doing in the first place. OK, the Fed's job is not to dictate where the economy goes, tell the economy should grow or not as if it's God. OK, that's what it's doing. It's been doing it a long time and they finally been caught in their own game. What has happened here is they stimulated so hard since 2009. And then when COVID hit, they went nuts. I mean, in two years, Malcolm. 5.2 trillion, over 25% of GDP was printed in two years just to fight COVID after, of course, trillions of dollars before that, okay, over many years. And so they've had this big run of stimulus up, 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 up. And, and the one thing you have to understand about all this money monkeying around and playing and stimulus and tightening, it happens on a lag of 12 to 18 months and sometimes longer. And that's what they're caught in. So, so again, the biggest short-term stimulus in all of U.S. history for two years into early last year, $5.2 trillion printed out of thin air. And then... Early last year, he turns around and says, oh, oh, but inflation's high. Surprise, after printing that much money overnight. Um, and he tightens and he tightens up and up. And up, and up. Well, the tightening is now going to hit for the next year and a half of what they've already done. And they may raise another quarter point. Yeah. So so in the in-between here, we have the stimulus, that two-year uber-strong stimulus still hitting and about to wear out and fade out while the tightening is just starting to hit and will keep hitting for the next year and a half, roughly. So I see nothing but downward momentum for the economy. The markets are confused. The Fed's confused. Everybody's confused because they're not figuring out the lags. Mm -hmm. They're just responding to the obvious. And this is a mess. But, I mean, they deserve this. They shouldn't be micromanaging the economy. The economy just like we have to go to sleep six or seven or eight hours for some people uh, a night to restore and rebalance and stuff so we can be awake 16, 17 hours and kick ass and get a lot done. The economy has to slow down and have a recession. We've had a major recession every decade as long as I've lived. Right, right. And, and, And recessions are seen as the enemy. They are as vital as the booms and fortunately, they only last right. about 30 So let me ask you this now. There's, I like the way you reference what you just said, but let me follow up now. Now, they're saying, the Fed and Powell and others are saying, well, okay, what they're trying to do is stop off uh, a recession, as you're calling it. Okay, well, hold on now. And by doing that, this is why they've done all this series of rate hikes in the yeah. meantime. Well, all right, but... 
So he's saying, and they are saying, that the economy has been growing faster than expected. So they don't like the growth of the economy and what the American people are doing, the ingenuity of uh, American people. <laughs> and so I, I, I can't make any sense of this, Harry. So they're cutting it off at the knees. They're going to they're gonna cut everybody down. Okay. And it Miles, looks to me like they're flipping the, it to the, the other side and going to create more from? than a freaking recession. We'll have a depression when they're done. We, well, we will. Where did the recent growth come from? $5.2 trillion of funny money, free money thrown into the economy, which is going to overheat the economy. Okay. That's what caused the all of a sudden inflation that's been doing nothing but my indicators going down towards zero in the last couple of decades. Okay. Inflation spikes. Well, when inflation spikes, oh my God, they got to beat that monster. And then they over loosen. Do you get it? They over stimulate and then when that hits they over loosen they don't know what they're doing and they're not even figuring out the obvious lags to it so so first of all they shouldn't do it the economy the, the problem is malcolm everybody needs to be taught by some leader somewhere stand up and have the good cojones to right. say hey right. booms and busts come just like day and night, just dark and light, men and women, every opposite we have in life. Right, we right, can't right. have one without the other. If we think recessions right. can't be and are the enemy, we're going to kill the most innovative. But it's even more than that, Harry. Have. But it, uh, no, I agree with you, but it's even more than that. They're, uh, and as you've already suggested to and hinted to, I mean, there are political games and vaccinations here with the um, American economy is going to do more than just the up and down, as you're suggesting. I mean, it's going to, I get, I'm fearful that not only are people not going to be able to afford to live here, and that's already happening to some, but it's going to put us in overdrive and flip us. So, I mean, we're setting ourselves up, I'm guessing, for a calamity of some sort ahead. I'm not even sure how to avoid this. Right, uh, right. No, I mean, no. More than a recession. Malcolm, Malcolm, let me give you a very simple answer. No way to avoid this because they've already set this in motion. Right, they right, already right. overstimulated, which they didn't need to do. Right. And then they over tighten and react on that, which they did. Well, they did have to do now that they over, they've already set this up. The problem is this is going to have to play out. The economy has been the longest in history without a recession. Right. Debt levels are at record levels on government, financial sector, um, consumers, businesses every level and debts always have it's fine to borrow money but you have right. to let bad debts go bad and clean them out well when you don't have a recession in the con yeah. and they're constantly stimulating the economy these debts don't we have we have record debt and record zombie uh, um companies that means companies that are barely alive can't even pay their debt service and this has to be cleared out or the millennials who were about to start, by the way, mm -hmm. I'm the best guy in the world at predicting long-term booms because I follow what people do instead of dumbass governments, okay? Mm -hmm. So the millennials are about to see their boom or the big, or the best part of it from 2024 to 2037, just like the baby boomers did from 83 to 2007. And if we go into this without clearing out these debts and zombie companies, then, mm -hmm. then we're going to be limping into this next boom. We actually have to have a downturn we have to clear out well, a lot of bad well, here's debt. the thing it takes a couple of years with there's no other way out of it well otherwise sure. you just keep crawling into sure, the future. sure but with government's hands all in this now following just what uh, the people are doing isn't even i mean that's not even going to be the answer anymore because the political grease is all over this thing harry is my point it's uh, a hey it's already done 
All right. So let me let me ask you this scenario. Let let me let me ask you this scenario, please. Powell. Now, let's talk about the Fed. One second. One moment. I'm thinking here this. So they're saying they're doing this because of inflation. They've already screwed with inflation. They created the the inflation. I know. So now they're saying they're doing this. Created this inflation. I, I know. So now they're saying they're doing this for inflation. Now, doesn't Powell realize and tell me truthfully, you're you don't you feel they know that they, we can't sustain this when they're kicking us, when the economy is trying to, American ingenuity is trying to do something here. And I think they got to know that they're going to push us back into a more serious situation rather than a light fall. Nope. We're looking for nope. a hard fall. Malcolm, is that a correct Malcolm, statement? They're, they're yes or no? They're not smart enough. They're not smart enough. You know what they're thinking? Okay. And you can see it, what they're saying. All right. They're thinking, oh, my gosh, we didn't. The economy stronger than we thought. Exactly. And man, exactly. now we have to rein it in. It's not exactly. stronger than they thought. We've been right. in a demographic exactly. slowdown since 2008, exactly. which yeah. I predicted yeah. 25 years before it happened, it would last over a decade. They tried to print their way out of that, very irresponsible, something for nothing policies. They overdid it to the max, especially in the last two years after COVID. And now now this this has to be flushed out of our economy, and you can't flush that much stimulus and excess out of the economy without a recession. All right, let's all manipulation. Yeah, yeah. This is political manipulation is what it's just BS, uh, Harry. They manipulated the economy, thought they were smarter than the economy, and the economy is going to turn around. And you know what? You know what? Bite my them in only the ass. Because there is no good ending to this. None possible. My hope is that this goes down so badly that nobody ever thinks that the Federal Reserve should be driving the steering wheel again wow. and deciding wow. when the economy grows wow. or not. And that would be the only positive. Wow. 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 Isn't that an interesting thought that uh, Dent puts out there, guys? Wow. In other words, you know. Sometimes you got to go low before you come back, right? And that might be the moment. I don't know. I've seen a lot of conversation where people can no longer, they're holding off on mortgages. They can't buy the houses. The interest is well, too high. Of course they did. They just went up it, 500 basis points. Right. 500, in a lot of cases, it's added. That's the biggest cost of buying a house, not the house. Yeah. It's the mortgage. Right. It's, so exactly. It's exactly. So what's happening is it's added in some cases thousands of dollars to a monthly oh, mortgage yes. they can't afford. And so people are now putting off the the real estate market is now going to go flat as it's been. And and they can't they're not the cars are impacted. But yet, you know, American ingenuity is still trying to do something here because people want to live and they want to have prosperity. What are people to do right now? Harry, the government is going to do what they're doing and they they are doing what they're doing. And the markets are going to do what it does. How do we how do we give what do we do? How do people respond to this? What do we need? Because we have lives to live here, Harry. And what do we do? Put our lives on hold for five more years till these assholes figure it out. I mean, what do we do? You just have to understand what's happening here because it's very simple. I just spelled it out over stimulus, over tightening and basically get out of the way of it. Okay. Basically, if you have your money in the stock market while this happens, you are going to see a bigger crash than we saw in 2008-9 or 2000-2002 before that. And you're going to lose a lot of money in a short period of time. Okay, if you go out and buy a house and get a 30-year mortgage at these high rates, you're going to really get crucified. Um, Although you will be able to refinance at some point. So if you understand the what what the natural trends are you know we will always have to come back to that this this stimulus is artificial it's not real it over pumps one way then it over tightens the other way we we have gone so far one way 
You as an investor and consumer just need to get conservative, okay? You sell any real estate you don't need right now at the highest levels we may ever. And I, I mean this seriously. The highest real estate prices any of us, including my stepkids, may see in their entire lifetimes. That's how serious this is. You sell now and you take that cash out and you don't throw it in the stock market or buy another house. You let it sit in, in some high quality long term bonds. Yeah, because they're paying more. Well, they're paying more interest now, too. Everybody is. I mean, because money's. Yes, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Bonds are the best deal in, in a long yeah. time. You buy those 30 year treasury bonds, the safest bond on earth. You let this crisis happen because we didn't cause it and we can't stop it. And when that happens, right. your bonds will double. in. I'm telling you, a 30-year Treasury bond could literally double in value wow. in the next two years. It went up 50% in the 2008 crisis. Nobody noticed that. While everything else falls, that way you increase your, your, your investment money while most people are losing money on real estate and stocks and everything else. And then when the bottom comes, you can reinvest long term again and do what your stockbroker says and be in a balanced portfolio. Do not listen to your financial advisor right now. They'll just say, oh, well, they're going to have a soft landing and the Fed will work it out. No, the Fed is the one that has blown this the most. Savings, savings bonds, conservative. If you do have to buy now, you'll have to just remortgage later. There's one bond to buy. It's the Treasury bond. It's the longest term U.S., the 30-year and 10-year U.S. Treasury bonds. Even though we borrowed too much money, we're the best house in a bad neighborhood around the world. And everybody knows that in 2008 prices proved it. One last quick point, Harry, which we'll talk about again more later, but uh, coming into this election cycle now in 2024 here, but in, in, certainly next year uh, as we do this, uh, safe to say something is gonna happen with our economy next year, uh, which is why I'm surprised they're playing the political game this way, because they're definitely forcing this into a hard, hard landing uh, next well, year. Well, would you want to be Joe Biden? There's exactly no way my point. Exactly my Biden. point. So in a good Not way, a well, the fact that we need to get him out of there, maybe that's another blessing. I don't know. Yes, you've no, already that's indicated. another blessing. But but who are you going to get? You know, I, well, that's so, another story, uh, which we talk about here. But yeah, what the Republicans aren't looking like geniuses. Well, right the now. country's a mess right now. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what here. <laughs> the country's a mess. Harry Dent, uh, you're, you're uh, amazing here. Let me tell folks here uh, that uh, Harry Dent dot com. He's got a free newsletter there you can engage with uh, HS Dent forecast uh, and engage with them there. OK, Harry uh, Dent dot com is where you go. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, harrydent.com. That's right. That's where right. to go to get the free news. That's right. That's right. And then he's got, of course, his books. He's he's in our bookstore as well. Just type in Dent. Uh, go to the bookstore on the nav bar and you'll get his books in there as well. Uh, Harry, always a privilege to get your insight on things. Uh, we'll stay close on all this with you. Thank you, sir. Okay. Thanks, Bob. Okay. All right. All right, friends. Uh, listen, that's uh, Harry Dent uh, weighing in on the uh, economy and all of that. So we're right out of time here, but uh, what a great program. Thanks for joining us here on the mission. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.